a young man that God is wanting to use, is going to use, and is, go, is using uh, this that, that will come before us today and, and allow God to use him. Uh, one of the things that I can say and certainly admire about this young man is that ever since I've known him, his heart is so evident and, and, it, and it was evident from the beginning that his heart is for God. And I see him nowadays and he's on fire for the Lord. Somebody say fire. fire. See, somebody, that's a good thing to be on fire for the Lord. See, and we need to be on fire for the Lord because see, on fire for the Lord sets the tone that we are ready, available for God to use us for his purpose in a time such as this. That's what on fire for the Lord, you know, represents and what it is, is that we're excited for God to be able to use us. And this young man is excited for God to use him. Uh, uh, introduce to some and present to others our own minister, Curtis White. Come on up, my brother. Glory be to God. You might want to give him a little bit of volume uh, on this mic uh, in there. I'd like to thank God for this opportunity to be here, and he's, uh, he's such a gracious God. Uh, he's such an understanding God. It's, it's so much I could, thank you, it's so much I could uh, say uh, in, in me honoring him for what he has done in my life. Uh, he has uh, delivered me from the, uh, the, the stronghold of, of the enemy, Satan, who wanted to pass time. And, and to keep me from, from what God wanted me to, to, to be used for and to accomplish. And I thank him that, that he has freed me from that. Uh, this today is, is the Palm Sunday, which is the, the, the Sunday before uh, Resurrection Day, Easter. And uh, the Lord, uh, he brought it to my attention that it was Palm Sunday and that I should speak on that behalf but he also has a, a twist in it. I wouldn't say a twist, but he wants to point out some things that, that we should be aware of. And those things is that Jesus knew a number of things. So on, on Palm Sunday where he entered Jerusalem to... Uh, uh, he sent his, his disciples uh, to, 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 to retrieve a, a colt, uh, uh, a donkey that, that had never anyone written on. And Jesus knew what he needed, and he knew where it was of what he needed. And he also knew who he had, or who, he, who had what he needed. And he knew what to tell the disciples to speak, to make it happen, to accomplish the task. So in, in Mark um, 2 verses, um, no, that's, that's Mark 17, uh, verse, no, Mark, Mark 2 verse 2, uh, he, said, uh, he said to disciples, and he said to them, go into the village opposite you, and as soon as you have entered it, you will find a coat tied 
on which no one has set. Loose it and bring it. And if anyone say to you, why are you doing this? Say the Lord has sent or the Lord had need for it. And immediately he will send it here. So what I'm pointing out and what I feel the Lord wants us to understand and know is that Jesus knew where things were. Let me get this straight. It's Mark. All right, it's Mark uh, 11, dealing with verse 1 and uh, verse, verse, yeah, verse 1, Mark 11, chapter 11. So, now when they drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethany, and, and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, he sent his two disciples and he said unto them, go into the village opposite of you. And as soon as you enter, you will see a coat um, tied up and on which no one has sat, loosen it and bring it. And if anyone say to you, why are you doing this? Say to them, the Lord has need of it and immediately it will be sent. So that was something that, that I noticed and I felt the Holy Spirit wanted to point out is that the, 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 the message is what Jesus knew and how he gave instructions. And if you follow Jesus' instructions, it'll turn out exactly the way it's supposed to. All you have to do is just listen and follow the instructions. And when he told the two disciples to go and to retrieve this, this cult, they did exactly what, what uh, Jesus instructed and, and they were able to get that. So. We as Christians, we need to be able to hear the instructions of the Lord and follow them. By following the instructions of the Lord, we will accomplish his will. You know, and, and that's what I'm, uh, I felt the Holy Spirit wanted to point out. So again, in Mark 14, uh, verse, starting with verse 12, we're dealing with... The, 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 the Sunday or, or the day where they were going to have the Passover. And once again, you know, dealing with the upper room, Jesus knew who, what, where, when, and what to say. So now on the first day of the unleavened bread, when they were killed, when they killed the Passover lamb. So this is um, dealing with uh, Mark 14 starting with verse 12. So when they, uh, when they killed the Passover lamb, the disciples said to him, where do you want us to go and prepare that you may eat the Passover? And Jesus, once again, he sent two disciples. And he said to them, go into the city and a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him. Where he goes in, say to the master of the house, the teacher says, where is the guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Verse 15, when he, will, when he 
Then he will show you a large room, uh, an upper room, finished and prepared. There make ready for us. So the disciples went out and came into the city and, and found it just the way as he said it would be to them. And they prepared the Passover. So once again, this is pointing out that Jesus knew where things were. And he gave instructions. And we are to listen and follow his instruction. If we follow his instruction, we will, once again, accomplish what he is asking of us. What he's trying to accomplish. Through his instructions, we, are, we should uh, look forward to his instructions. Don't be intimidated by his instructions. Don't try to, to uh, throw anything else in or, or, or go different from his instructions. He gives his instructions for a particular reason. And in, in, in knowing who he is and, and honoring him, it, it's, it's for us to be obedient. It, it's for us to, to uh, stay in line with his plan. And we may not know or understand his plan. And, and that doesn't matter. But he has, has called us to, to be his disciples, his followers, his servants, you know, his, his vessel, his workers. And we are to respond that way. So many times in the, in the Bible, it talks about, in the, Old, in the New Testament, it talks about the master uh, giving orders to a, a servant. You know, it, it's, it's like uh, when the, the, the master or... or was hiring someone and at the first hour he hired someone and he they came to an agreement of what they would you know the payment of it and he start working then the next hour he hired someone else and and they came to an agreement and as the the hours or that day went on even to the last hour he hired someone and he they came to an agreement but the payment for the, the person at the last hour, who maybe, let's say, only worked an hour, they were getting, let's say, as much as the person who worked the whole day. Well, the, the person who worked the whole day was a little, you know, you know, didn't agree with that, was a little upset with that. But what it was was that in the agreement of what the payment would be, uh, you, you can't go against the master's arrangement with other people. So in following instructions, that's something that, that we must um, uh, agree on and feel responsible to do such a thing. Another thing that, that Jesus knew how to give orders, and we as, as disciples, as followers, we need to know how to take those orders. Another place in the Bible was when um, it came to a point where, where in, uh, this is Matthew 17, 24 through 27, where uh, when they had come to Capernaum, they, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, does your teacher not pay the temple tax? And P Peter said, yes. And when he had come into the house, Jesus anticipated him saying, anticipated Peter, what do you think, Simon? For whom do the king of the earth take custom or taxes? From their sons or from strangers? And Peter answered that they, Peter answered, said to him, 
uh, from strangers. So Jesus said to him, then the sons are free. Nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and take the first fish that comes up. And when you have opened its, its mouth, you will find a coin or a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and you. Once again, Jesus knew what, where, and when. He knew the first fish. Now, you, you may ask yourself the question, how, how does Jesus know this? Well, that's Jesus. He's the way, the truth, the life. To where Jesus, in giving orders, once again, if you follow the order of, of going to, to throw the hook out and catch the fist, you will accomplish what was needed in Jesus solving problems, in Jesus knowing what the enemy is trying to do to, to, to throw him off, to discredit him. Uh, in John 21, um, one through six, this is showing where Thomas, before Jesus showed himself to the disciples and then to Thomas, and, and we all know that story of Jesus uh, after he has, had risen, um, he showed himself to the disciples, but uh, at first uh, Thomas wasn't there. And after this, these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberia. And in that way, he showed himself to uh, Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathan, Nathaniel, and the twins and the sons of Zebedee. And two others of his disciples were to, there together. And Simon Peter said to him, or well, Simon Peter said, uh, to them, I am going fishing. And this is where Jesus had, had risen, but he hadn't shown himself. They said, the other disciples said to him, we are going with you. They went out and immediately got into the boat and that, that night they caught nothing. But when the morning had come, Jesus stood on the shores, yet the disciples knew didn't know that it was him, that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? They answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast uh, and to the right side of the boat and they drew out the fish and it was so many, the multitude, that it was hard to, to carry. Again, Jesus knew what, when, and where on the right side of the boat. Uh, so I feel that the Spirit is trying to get across that Jesus knows, the Holy Spirit knows, God knows. And we are to follow the instructions. There's, there's even in, in the, the scriptures that, that we are learning in, in Bible study, when the pastor is teaching, and in Sunday school and throughout the scripture, there's instructions of what we are to do. We are to take these instructions to heart 
We ought to take these instructions as um, our guideline uh, to where with these instructions, we will arrive in one piece where God is trying to take us. What God is trying to do, not to lean on our own understanding, but trust the instructions of the Lord, trust the commandments of the Lord. It, it, it's too important because there's a lot going on, the battle that's happening in, 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 in the heavens. You know, it's not, you know, we're not fighting with flesh and blood, but principalities in high places. And we are not aware of the high places as the Spirit of God is, as Jesus is aware. So it's important that we do our part in following the instructions of the Lord, following the instructions of, of, the, of the Word of God, as it's written in the Scripture, um, that the reason why more people are not following me is because my word is not delivered properly. That was something that the Lord gave me in a dream. And it's very important that if the word is delivered properly, then we can understand it and we'll know what we, what's required of us. You know, we won't be fooled by the, the word being uh, delivered improperly. Um, and that would be confusing when the Holy Spirit wants to come on the scene and now guide and lead us, but we haven't been, been taught right. We, we haven't received the word right. So now the Holy Spirit wants to, to use us, but we're not really capable of being used by the Holy Spirit because of the Spirit. I mean, the word hasn't been uh, taught to us right. So it's, it's important that we, we learn and read for ourselves with, with the... Uh, in, in the Holy, in, in the Scripture, that we get exactly what the Scripture is telling us to understand, telling us to study, to, to show ourselves approved, to study and, and 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 wrap it around our finger, to, to put it around our neck, to to meditate on it, to where we 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 understand. So when it's time for us to perform, we we've equipped ourselves. With, with, with the word, the scripture, and now in hearing the instructions of Jesus, we trust those instructions. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's very important that we trust that. And it's through error, maybe, or it's through uh, testing it. It's, it's through reading it. And, and if you don't really um, believe it, ask God to, to, uh, to show you the truth of his word. That, that we, will, we will receive it and God can, can, can now use it. Um, so that was another time where, where Jesus um, was giving instruction as to um, casting the hook out and catching the fish that it, it would bring about the money to pay the taxes. So another time Jesus was giving instructions was when he gave the instructions of how to pray. You know, to pray in this manner. You know, to where it, it brings about an understanding of, of how to pray, what, what to say, the approach you should have, you know, how you, you're placing your heart, you know. So, so Jesus, his instructions, there were so many of his instructions, even when he was healing uh, people, he was telling them what they had to do, you know, to go to, 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 the, um, to the water and, 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 and put water on your face. 
or, or to go to the, the, uh, the, the priest and, and, and to present yourself to him. You know, it, it, it's so much. It's, but then again, it's, it's coming to my attention how God was speaking to Moses as far as um, bringing the water out of the rock. That he didn't do it right. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that created a problem. <laughs> you know, that, that didn't please God. You know, and, and Moses found that out. Um, so it, it, it's, it's not just in the New Testament that, that we have instructions. We, we also have instructions in the, uh, in, the, in the Old Testament. And one of the things that comes to mind dealing with the Old Testament is, is Noah in building the ark. In, in that God had determined what he saw and what he wanted to do in that every imagination of their hearts was only evil continuously. I will destroy. I will destroy. So he had, had, had already determined that. And when he spoke to, to, to Noah, and, and Noah being the, the man who, who walked with God, perfect in his generation, that Noah did exactly what God asked of him. And that was to build an ark. You know, and, and what to use, what wood to use, and, and, and how to, the dimensions of the ark, and what the ark was for, and God shared all that with him to where when Noah was building the ark, what I see in, in, in my mind, in my spirit, that Noah knew what he was doing because of the instructions of God. He didn't veer away from that. And because he didn't veer away from that, he built the ark in such a timely manner that he was bringing in the flood. He had to finish that ark before the flood could come in. He had to finish that ark before the, the animals could, could enter the ark. So there's a process of, of, of the things that are happening when God or Jesus gives you instructions that it's important that, that you do it precisely. He chose you for a reason that he's giving you the instructions. You know, the two that he, he sent to, to get the donkey, you know, I'm sure those two was ones that he chose for that reason. He, he, it's not discussed in the scripture, but, but, but Jesus is not one who's just going to just randomly pick anyone. It's kind of like when David picked the, the stones, he didn't just randomly pick them. When you're working in, in the spirit or with God and you, you're doing things for him, you shouldn't just randomly do anything. You, you sh if you don't know, you should ask. And, and, and in asking, you should, you should listen to, to, for, for the answer. Oh, it will come. If it's, if it's that important, God will give you an answer. He, he's not going to leave or forsake you with, with you using your, your own understanding to do something that he has a definite purpose for. You know, so, so that's really interesting how you know, it works in, in the Old and the New Testament. Okay, with the, with the marriage fest where, where there was a, a, a marriage in... Um, that, that Jesus and his disciples and, 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 and was, was invited to. And this is John chapter 2, verse 1 through 10, where I need you to go to. And once again, we're dealing with Jesus giving instructions. 
Okay, so dealing with the marriage fest, starting with verse 1. On the third day, there was a, a wedding in, in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was... Uh, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding, and when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does your, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not come. His mother said to the servants, whatever he say to you, do it. Now, there was, now, there were six, a set of six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, the servants, fill the water pots with water and, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some Draw out now and take to the master of the feast. And they took it uh, to the master of the feast. And when the master of the feast had tasted the wine or tasted the water uh, that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew. And the master of the feast called to the bridegroom and he said to him, Every man at the beginning set out the good wine and when the guests have was, have well drunk then they uh, well drunk then the inferior you have kept the good wine for now okay the point is, is getting across here is that Jesus once again was giving instructions and all the, the servants had to do was follow the instructions. In following the instructions, it happened the way it was supposed to happen. And it all uh, was, was, was something that, 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 that the, the master of the, the, the wedding, he saw that, that the wine was good. Now, one of the things that, that, I, that I felt the Lord was bringing out in this of Jesus giving, once again, instructions and the servants following the instructions, doing exactly what Jesus said. And, and the water pot, there were six of them and each one held 20 to 30 gallons. So I averaged 25 gallons. So six times 25 gallons is 150 gallons. And that's a lot of wine. Okay, <laughs> I mean there was definitely now that they've already had you know the wine before, and this is like the second round of the wine, and Jesus, you know, just not—I wouldn't say nonchalantly, but it just seems like he just, hey, I'll give you a little extra. Okay, <laughs> he produced 150 gallons. Okay, that was more than enough, so there was some leftover, you know. But uh, Jesus' instructions, uh, if they're done right. It, it produces miracle results, okay? Where, uh, and, and that's, that's another reason why it's important that we follow his instructions to the T. To the lip. To the tone. Because 
because it's, it's, it, it's going to produce results. And it will produce miracle results. You know, so so that's, that's, that's enough wine to where once the wedding was over, whoever owned those pots, <laughs> they had some wine, okay? And they had good wine. But then the, another thing that came to mind was, what was the ingredients of the wine? I mean, it was just water. And, and, and from what I understand, Jesus didn't touch it. And, you know, the servants, they were handling the water. But it... Jesus was the one, this, this is what I figure was in the, the ingredients of the, uh, the wine. Jesus was the ingredients of the wine. He is the vine. And from the vine you have branches, from the branches you have fruit. So Jesus was that wine. To where anyone who was partaking of that wine, it was partaking of Jesus. That's why it was so great for the master of the, of the wedding to, to where, you know, this is, this, is, this is excellent wine. I mean, it's like you've done it in reverse. You've saved the best for, for, for last, you know. But another thing that, that came out in, in this scripture was that Mary, the mother of Jesus, somehow she knew he could do that. Now, I don't know how many miracles he produced or, or formed, performed before this, they're saying this is the first one, but Mary knew with confidence that, that Jesus could do that to the point that she approached him with that issue. And when she walked away, she told the servants, whatever he say, do it. Yes. That's confidence. We need that confidence yes. to where whatever Jesus says, we do it. Yes. And in doing it, it produce miracle results. You want something accomplished? Allow Jesus to, to, to guide and lead it and, and instruct it. He's our instructor. And as a believer, we, we should follow that. We, we should be like Mary. Whatever he say, do it. To take the issue to Jesus. Uh, uh, when, when people wanted to get healed and they heard Jesus was coming to town, hey, forget the physicians over here, <laughs> okay? Let's, let's take it to Jesus. Uh, yeah. and, and Jesus, with, with his heart, he was willing. With his love, he was concerned. So it, it, it's very important that we understand all of this, you know, like, like get all... Okay, here I am, I'm, I'm, I'm with the carnival, and uh, I'm up in, in Beaverton, Oregon, and I, I was working with the, the owner of the show, and he said, Curtis, you need a van, you know, because I want you to have a van. So he said, you know, go out in, into some of the uh, car lots and see if you can find one. So I went to this one lot, and, and I found a Ford van. And I went back to him, I told him I found one. He said, okay, let me send someone out there to check it. And he sent one of his right-hand men went to go out there and check it. So it was agreed that, okay, I'll get this van. Well, the price of the van was $7,500. It was a used Ford van. Well, when, when, when the owner of the show found out, he, he put the money in an in envelope, cash, $7,500, right? 
We took it to the, uh, the car lot, and the, one of the, the car dealers, a salesperson, he, he kind of shone me off because I was dressed like a carnival guy. I, I wasn't really in a suit or tie or nice clothes. And he, uh, he kind of like pushed me off. So we went up to the office, spoke to the guy in the office, and the guy said, okay, it's, it's $7,500. He said, how do you want to pay this? So we said, with cash. So we, we pulled out the, the uh, envelope with all the, nothing but 20s, all 20s, $7,500, and we set it on this table. And we dumped the money out. And the guy who was sitting behind the desk, his eyes got so big that he moved everything off that desk to count that money. And what, what, what I'm bringing this up is that when, when, when Jesus is going to instruct something or he's going to heal or deliver, we should move everything out of the way. Okay? Nothing else matters. Because as, as far as, um, what do you call it, when, when you sell something and you get a commission? Okay, this is cash commission. Okay? So it, it's important that, that, that we move everything out of the way. So, so that was kind of interesting that, that there was so much wine and what was going on then. Um, there was more than enough wine to even share with other people. Uh, another thing is, is, is dealing with John 14, 12, 24. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. I am the vine, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Okay, I am the vine, you are the branches. Jesus can turn our water into wine. That, that will be noticed by others. Other words, a light on the hill. Uh, Matthews 5:14, "You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a light stand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. These are instructions. You can read just about any scripture and see that it's giving you instructions. You should take these instructions to heart and obey these instructions. Meditate on these instructions. Do not be afraid of being a Christian. God, God has, has called us to, 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 to be his, his servants. And in, in doing the will of God, in saving souls, you, you can't be ashamed of being a Christian. You're avoiding what you've been called to do. So, so it, it's, it's very important. And the Lord has put on my heart so deeply. He is so concerned about people who are lost. 
people who, who are wondering which way to go. They're wondering not just which way to go, they're wondering where to go. They're that lost. Some of these people, they didn't follow up on, 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 on their parents' instructions. They didn't follow up on, on instructions to, to take them down a better path. They, they lean on their own understanding or they start following people who, who, who really didn't care, who had an I don't care attitude. And now they're lost and they're wondering which way to go. When I don't show up to, to, to Bible study, when I don't show up to Sunday service, when I don't follow up on, on me being in Sunday school as a teacher, I'm missing something. I'm aware of that. God has made me aware of that. If I'm going to be a, an available vessel by God, I need to know how important it is that I'm reliable because God is reliable. When God delivered me from smoking crack, he gave me instructions. You have to put some things down. You have to pick some things up. You have to let go of some things. You have to reclaim some things. It was very important that, that I, I, I follow his instructions as he was ministering to me. To where when it came time and we set the date of August the 19th, 07, that would be my last day to smoke crack. And I woke up that morning, August the 19th. And I said, God, you know what I'm going to do? And he said, what? I said, I'm going to smoke some crack. He said, go ahead. This is your last day. And it was my last day. Didn't smoke any more than I normally did. Two twenties. At the end of the day, after going through the ritual of, of, of smoking crap, I broke off all the paraphernalia and I gave everything to God. I gave him everything, everything, every cell in my body. And, and I, I said, God, I gave crack to God. I said, crack, you can't come to me anymore. You have to go to God. But I, I told God, I said, God, you can pull my plug tonight, and I'll be okay with that because I'm giving you everything. But when I wake up in the, in the morning, whatever you want me to have, that's what I'll have. And when I woke up the next morning, no urge, no desire. By me doing my part and, and picking up and thinking about it, and he told me, he said, Curtis, he said, everything, when you try to stop smoking crack, each time you tried, it was pretty good. Well, you take all those times that you tried and you put them all together and give it to me. So I had to remember all the times I tried to stop smoking crack and what I did, and it only went one or maybe two at the most three days. And then I gave it all to God. And so I was, I was doing my part. I surrendered myself to him. That's what he wanted me to do. But when I woke up, I found out that he had done his part. No, no urge. No desire. From that, he's, he gave me my writings. I, I, I reunited with Curtis again. Because I had put Curtis on the back burner. I had put Curtis on hold. And when he took that away, I was so grateful. So thankful. I didn't have to cater to that anymore. 
I started smoking crack when I was 30. He took it away overnight when I was 55. 25 premium years in a man's life. 30 to 55? Those are premium years. The first 30 years was just trying to get your feet wet and figure out exactly who you are. When you turn 30, that's when you shift gears. And then you can start accomplishing things to the point you can cruise into the 60s and the 50s. Well, here I am, 55, and I, for 30 years, what did I accomplish? It was a dead-end street. So I told God, I said, God, Satan took 25 years from me. I want those years back. <laughs> I am now entering into my 12th year. I'm just about halfway. I'm on my way. If I can make it to 80, I'll get my 25 years back. But since he has delivered me, he is now using me. By following his instructions, he produced miracle results. Miracle results. So I just thank him. I just thank him. So, so I present this message to you that, that you, you pay attention to the instructions of God, the instructions of Jesus, the instructions of his word. Take it to heart. Do not deny that he is the Lord of Lords and the kings of kings and that he's concerned about all of you. Thank you.